Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. Yeah, my money. That was really soft and yeah, sultry. Yeah, my money. You know, uh, when Logan filled in for you, he did some soft and sultry. He didn't do <laughs> as usual. He's trying to find his voice. I miss the money, money, money. Money, <laughs> money, money. How many money? money. Is it? Three? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> money, I can't money. do it. It felt like it went on forever. <laughs> money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> It's good. Maybe next episode we'll invite him back. I think we shall. We shall. That that would be good. Hey, uh, I don't know, housekeeping odds and ends. Check us out on social. All the socials are now aligned. DIY Money Podcast. You can find us on Insta, Twitter, Facebook. Not TikTok. Not yet. Not TikTok yet. Um, <laughs> nothing to add there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. No. Like okay. If you're listening to audio, you should definitely follow us on YouTube. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, check us out on YouTube. We've got some new fun stuff coming out on YouTube, so it's not just going to be yeah. a regurgitation. And of if the you're podcast. watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments below how your fantasy football league is doing. Okay. You missed that. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. <laughs> okay. Got it. So. Will do. All right. How about the UK Wildcats? I don't know when this, this one will air, uh, but we're going to have already A couple played days after September 29th. Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm going to predict a big win there. Who? South Carolina. Tennessee? I'm going to predict a big win there. I'm going to predict that we're 4-0 by the time this podcast airs. You are correct, sir. Yes! Boom. Wow. Will Levis, who we did an interview with, is on fire. Fire. Yeah. We basically discovered him. Cool. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's go. Gosh, I mean, I got nothing from you today. Nothing. Zero. Sorry. What else is going on, Daniel? Okay, let's go. Here we go. We got a video question today. So if you're on uh, the podcast, check this guy out on YouTube. Uh, Jake's got a question for us. Jake, what do you got? DIY. What's up, DIY money? I've seen a lot of ads recently about buying gold and silver in response to the Federal Reserve printing trillions of dollars overnight. Precious metals seem to be such a controversial topic in the financial community with people either loving or despising them. So I was hoping that we could get your take on that, as well as what percentage you believe one should have in their portfolio in precious metals, if any at all, and what the best way to go about buying them would be to get the best bang for your ever-depreciating buck. Thank you. See what he did there? I did. It was good. Um, This is a loaded question. We're not going to go down the huge macroeconomic discussion. There's gold in them die hills. So why do people buy gold in the first place? A Just perceived in a perceived inflation hedge. Perceived inflation. Why would gold of all things <clears throat> hedge against inflation? Uh, because it's a tangible asset. There is only a limited supply. It cannot be devalued. And originally, it was uh, put in terms of a day's wages. So it was equivalent to a, a working uh, wage, not necessarily the ounce or the price of gold on an ounce was worth one days of wage, but 
that's how it was equated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was based on man hours to mine it, et cetera. There was a cost, an inherent cost to bring it out of the ground. There was a limited supply, et cetera. So the idea is as prices increase across the board and wages go up, this metal will move in lockstep. So that's a historical. Yeah. What do you mean by it can't be devalued? Because isn't value what one person is willing to buy something from another person? So can it go down in value? Oh, certainly. I would say it can't be um, strategically devalued by, for example, the government or Federal Reserve or et cetera. They cannot one day um, take a piece of gold and out of that piece of gold create more out of thin air which is what they do with fiat currencies. Mm -hmm. Again, I told you we could go down a rabbit hole here. Um, They have tried in the past. We've talked about this before. The first recorded actual devaluation was the Roman Empire when they started clipping silver coins. They were running out of silver. They were uh, extremely stretched, whether it be wars or buildings or social programs. So they started shaving off pieces of their actual um, denarius, which was their silver coin, and tried to smelt it down and make more. They thought they were geniuses that way. The problem was is that people who were transacting goods and services were like, all you're doing is taking part of this silver off, and so I'm going to raise my prices. So that actually sparked inflation, and many believe that was actually the, the downfall of the Roman Empire. By the time it was all said and done, they had devalued the denarius by 99%. Basically, by the time um, 465 A.D., I mean, I'm just dropping knowledge here. (laughs) I'm sorry, uh, A.D., yes. Uh, They had devalued it significantly, and inflation had risen by like 10,000%. It was just absolutely absurd. So, you know, there goes government. Gotcha. So gold is kind of like this fixed asset as compared to, say, maybe real estate where— you have a house or office building, but then you have maintenance and it sort of dilapidates over time. So it's, it's kind of this fixed hard piece of metal that you can throw in a safe or in. Yeah. But ironically, or... the asset, ch- the asset class that you just discussed is mm-hmm. also sometimes equivalent to a proxy for inflation because yeah. it takes labor and input and so forth to build said real estate. So mm-hmm. that's why that as well has been considered an inflation hedge. The reason I'm I'm speaking a little bit ambiguous about this, uh, Jake, is that we have had significant signs of inflation. We're doing this. I know you sent this many, many months ago. Appreciate your patience on that. We've had considerable signs in our economy of inflation. Gold has done nothing but go down. It's gone no it's gone nowhere. And that's a disconnect. If you look at the consumer price index, which is a traditional proxy of inflation. It's coming in over 5%, hasn't done that since the 70s. You would assume gold soaring to $2,000, $3,000 an ounce, right? We have this massive inflation. It's not. In fact, as I record today, it's down 3%. We own it. I hate it. Bottom line is, it's not been moving as you would assume. Why is that? The reason that is, is CPI is broken down into a variety of components. And many of those components, whether you agree or not, I believe, and the world believes, because they're not buying up gold, are transitory, meaning they will pass such things as the used automobile prices that have skyrocketed this year because of a semiconductor shortage, 
Transportation costs, which are because we're reopening, at least for a while there we were, and people were flying again. And if you bought an airline ticket, it was about double the price as it was mm-hmm. last year, as well as um, energy, fuel, et cetera, because, again, we're reopening, people are driving to work and so forth. So those components, basically one at a time this year, have been soaring. I mean, they've, and again, it's a year-over-year percentage. Mm-hmm. So if you were at one and then you go to two, that's a 100% increase. So now, one by one, those are sort of flattening out, and I suspect that we will see CPI come down considerably. However... I do believe a bigger macro theme is we are going to see core inflation, food, uh, utilities, et cetera, things we spend money on every day, continuing to rise along with wages. I do believe gold eventually plays a role in that. Eureka! Gold at last! (laughs) So we as advisors in our business, we actually advocate and have a position in gold for our clients. Not much. Anywhere from on the high aggressive side, 10%, all the way down to around 5%. So we're not loading the boat with it. But I can tell you it's been a very annoying asset class this year uh, because it's not doing anything. So I don't know. I, and it, it was just a good dialogue and discussion. What was his specific question? How much uh, of it? Where? Whatever. Yeah, is it good? Uh, how much would you put in a portfolio? How would you buy it? Things here's, like that. Yeah, and here's the last thing I'll say mm-hmm. on that too. Because he, I knew the quip at the end, which was which was thoughtful and creative, which was you know your ever depreciating dollar. And here's the the case: I, I why I like gold is because I do see on the horizon this inflation. It doesn't necessarily mean that our dollar is going to plummet. And the reason I say that is because you have to understand the dollar is compared to other currencies. It's not considered a spot price against where it was last year on its own. Best example I can give you is if I were to say, hey, Apple's trading at 100, you would have to know historically where Apple was to determine whether that was good or bad. So there was a beginning price and a current price. If it was trading at $400 a year ago, you'd be like, wow, that's terrible. It's gone down. But if it was trading at 50, you'd be like, wow, that's going up. That's not the way the dollar works. The dollar works in parity against other currencies. So that if the dollar's going down, another currency has to be going up. Again, what's important to understand is we have a basket of currencies considered basically the dollar, what? um, Dollar index. Dollar index, thank you. And the largest currency that is against the, that is held within that basket against the dollar is the euro. The euro is the largest currency, and quite honestly, I don't ever see the euro soaring against the dollar. So what I'm saying to that is that this idea that we're going to just one day wake up and see this dollar you know, devalued considerably, which would mean another currency soars, I don't see it happening, at least right now. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could have pockets of the economy like we saw this year where prices you know, rise very quickly. Uh, but as a whole, we're not seeing everything across the board rising significantly at the same time, which would be a very strong, almost hyperinflationary uh, environment where you're just seeing, you know, food, energy, housing, kind of everything uh, kind of going across the board. So uh, as far as investing in gold, uh, I personally, for my portfolio, because they're actually longer term, uh, I have quite a ways until retirement. And then I have a non-retirement funds that I have a very specific and different purpose for. Uh, I I just like to invest in stocks personally uh, because they're making income. Uh, they're paying out dividends or reinvesting 
potential dividends back into the business to create more growth. Uh, and they have cash flow. So uh, personally, because I'm not retired yet and don't need that sort of element of diversification, in my opinion, in my own portfolio, uh, I prefer to do things or invest in things that have uh, cash flow associated with them because I believe over the 20 to 30 year time horizon, having an investment in a business which has cash flow and can have pricing power, the ability to raise prices in an inflationary environment is a more sensible investment uh, for me. So I will add to that, which I think is interesting, even though I do have uh, a portion in my portfolio that has a portion in gold, like like our clients and our managed accounts. Mm -hmm. um, I also recently, in, in a dividend portfolio that I'm uh, building, bought Newmont Mining. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not a recommendation, but I just want to share why. I do like the long-term idea of gold for the variety of reasons that we discussed, right or wrong. But as Daniel said, I also like the idea of getting paid while I wait. This is a company that has a healthy balance sheet. They will move with the price of gold. It's what they do. So as obviously as price goes up, they're going to make more money. But they pay us almost 4% to wait. So that's, a, that's an investment in a business that I think will correlate with the price of gold. So that's kind of how I'm approaching it in, in a personal account as well. But I think, Jake, your, your understanding is right, but I would say very uh, carefully, um, be cautious not to go down the rabbit hole that so many macro people have gone down, which is the idea that fiat currency, United States dollar, will eventually be completely worthless. The only thing that will be of value is gold, Bitcoin, and guns and so forth. Because I've been in this business over 20 years, and I've heard that argument since the day I walked into the business. Maybe at some point it'll be right, but for 20 years, it's been dead wrong. So this whole thing can continue and perpetuate, and the whole thing being debt, uh, devaluation, you know, low interest rates, you name it, for much longer than we could ever conceive, in my personal opinion. So great discussion this is more of a macro. We probably lost half our audience. That's okay. But it's interesting nonetheless, and it's something that I'm, I like to talk about. So, Jake, thanks so much for that question. We'll send you the $25 Amazon gift card. We touched on that in the boot camp, I think, as far as allocation, diversification, yeah. and so forth. Those are still on our site, by the way, if you're interested, uh, DIYmoney.org. Uh, we had a boot camp, if you're new to the, to the podcast. We had a boot camp long ago. Those videos are on there. If you're looking at, you know, building wealth, starting your starting your budget, you know, et cetera, et cetera, those are all great videos to check out. Yeah, and we had a couple questions in relation to the boot camp of if we are planning to sell those uh, separately, which right now they're not, but uh, maybe for in the, the right price. Yeah, in the future, <laughs> we're actually looking at doing some very specific sort of segmented lessons uh, that go more in depth in areas. So keep an eye out for those. Uh, probably not going to be till at least the new year. Uh, that we're able to finally record those and get those out, but it's on the horizon. All right, great. Thanks again for that question. Remember, friends, Secret to Wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.